When things go wrong, you're scared. Knowledge is power. There's a lot about this virus that we don't know. This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Bill Laco and Dr. Gene Hensler. You're listening to Money Talks. If you would like to reach us, you can always give us a call, 770-429-9166. You can ask for Kelly Lynn to get your um, questions on the air. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you don't want to call in in that manner, you can email us, drgene at hensler.com is our email address. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Hensler.com is our website. We've got lots of information downloaded there, even a coronavirus page. So uh, you can go and uh, check out uh, those matters of uh, financial uh, significance. Um, we have we've done a great job, we believe, of uh, trying to communicate with you in uh, ways that uh, business owners and individuals, investors, and whatnot can. Uh, can gain lots of information through our website. So, uh, Bill, we've got lots more to talk about here. Um, yeah, I mean, so I wanted to cover again. A lot of what you'll find on the website is about the CARES Act currently. So, you know, we talked about PPP, and then there's the new um, emergency injury disaster loan <clears throat> that I encourage everyone to apply for, um, especially if your business has been hard hit and you may not qualify for PPP. Um, there, there are segments of the of the employing population um, that do not qualify for PPP. Uh, That's correct. Um, so, so definitely do that. But there's a couple things I want to talk about, Gene. You know, we were talking about how to kind of game the system, if you will, and be able to get the $1,200 versus $500 for your dependent college student. Um, but there's also some student relief uh, um, in this act for student loans. So, one, the student loans, there's no interest um, accrual from March 13th, 2020 through September 30th, 2020. Okay. And, and you don't have to make payments. What I would suggest you do though, just because this is not all government, uh, mandated is make sure you log into your account and that they're following the rules as they need to be. Um, sometimes you have to notify the lender, uh, just with everything going on, I would want to make sure it's happening the way they say it, it's supposed to. The other unique thing is that, you know, normally you can give 500, excuse me, $5,250 an employer towards education for your employees. So tax free. So if we send somebody to get a master's degree or PhD or whatever, Gene, we can, we, you know, we, we break that up in about $5,000 a year. So it's tax free to them and deductible to us. Right. The, the, the act now allows that 5,250 bucks from the employer to be paid on student loans. So, oh. so it's kind of a unique thing. If your employer offers that type of plan, you might want to have that conversation with them and say, Hey, would you help me? You know, blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the day, it's tax free money to the employee and still deductible to the employee. And there are tons of people out there have student loans. And so, uh, yeah. So there's some unique things. The other, the other unique scenario we talked about last week, Gene, was the, the mandatory withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to take it, but I do want to make sure that, um, uh, people remember that the qualified charitable deduction is still available. So, you know, one of the angles we were playing last year was you'd, you'd take the $100,000 out of your IRA and give it directly to a charity, a 501c3. And so it wouldn't count in your AGI and you wouldn't have to pay tax on it. And and um, so it was it's helpful, but you could still do that. I mean, so I know a lot of people are saying, well, I don't want to take this money out now. 
But think about it. If you're taking the money out now, you're probably taking it out at a lower cost, right? So the account value's down. So you're pulling a hundred grand out when the account value's down, so that when the account goes back up, it won't be as much. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but they're basing the mandatory withdrawal based upon account values, That's right? That's true. Yeah. So end of the year. Yeah, you're getting more than a hundred grand out. I guess is what I'm trying to say, Gene. You. You got a better way of articulating that. Well, the, the, the market fell after December thirty first. Yes, but for this, for next year, you're going to reduce okay, the amount. Okay, yeah, for next year they're going to use that December thirty, uh, previous December thirty first. Yes, Correct. but but for the qualified uh, charitable di- distribution, yeah, you can pull I, the money out now and give it to a charity. It's not a taxable event to you. If you're yeah. still charitably inclined, there's no reason for the charity to suffer, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And there is and an they advantage. are suffering, by the way. <clears throat> oh, 100%. But there is an advantage to you, Gene. So if I pull out, let's just say you had, let's make up Coke. Yeah, Coke. Coke was trading for $50 a share. Now it's yeah. trading for 30 Well, to pull out hundred grand worth of Coke, it's going to take more shares, right? Correct. So, so you've reduced the value of that IRA, and therefore the amount of tax you're going to have to pay down the road. I guess yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think that this is any reason for people who are taking money, who, who are taking their mandatory withdrawals to stop taking them if they're giving them away. Right. No, I think it's probably wise to remember you can't just take that money and put it in your account. No, you have it's got to go, it's gotta go no, directly no. to right. the charity. Yeah. And I think Gene and, and Bill, myself, we have our own little 501c3, so if you guys want to make that donation... <laughs> Directly to Hensler Laco Foundation or something. Yeah, just dollar, making that up. By dollar bill. Dollar bill. Yeah, for over, for, for the church of dollar bill. Overprivileged old white guy. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a charity. Yeah, he didn't either. Yeah. We're, we're making one <laughs> up right now. now. Troy. There is now. All right. Uh, just kidding. So, Gene, <clears throat> talking of, of uh, this type of stuff, how do you think this economy gets going again? Well, I, uh, Troy and I were chatting off the air, and I, I, I think that the easiest place to start is hairdressers and barbers. If you want to talk about, and people who do your nails. Now, if you want to talk about the concept of pent-up demand. <laughs> I suppose that's true. It's not. You suppose it's true. <laughs> Well, you're talking to a bald guy, Doctor. You're talking to a bald guy. The long-haired look of the long-haired look of the '70s is back. (laughs) Whether we wanted it that way or not, but that would be the easy way. Capital's in place. People are ready to work, and it's an instant start. Yeah, it's a relatively low cost uh, business anyway. I mean, you got well, to have that make, talent. But does that make the assumption that the next is retail? Well, uh, hold on. Let's let's go back to the. Does that make the assumption we're not social distancing or what? Well, do you think about it? My barber's chairs in my barber shop are over six feet apart. Yeah, but the barber touching your hair in six feet from you. Well, my guy's got longer. He's Will Chamberlain. <laughs> his, his hands are still touching your head. Hello. Hey. You're a PhD, right? He comes in. He comes in and gets a thermometer test. Okay. Well, that's what I'm curious hey, I'm about, willing, right? I mean, I'm willing to take my chances with him. Yeah, okay? I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know that we're quite there yet. We have been seeing cases, new cases, uh, begin to fall. Um, but the the thing is we need to start thinking about just what is the first step. And I know 
you know, we've uh, we've never seen this. Dr. Gene, I think I asked you, you've never seen the government, any government, forcibly shut down their own economy uh, and then try to restart it and how that works. But uh, we are getting some indications as to how it was done in China. Well, I, of course, I you if you can Sweden believe that. Doing it, and what they're doing is, is they're, they're putting the kids, like, from the third grade on down back to school. And because of that, the parents can go to work. Right. Uh, so you're looking at kids that are, what, eight or nine, somewhere in their ballpark? Yeah, probably ten and below. And, and uh, that they've got where the uh, older kids can theoretically stay home by themselves. And that's, that's their first relief valve. So people can, who also who may be working from home but pretty damn inefficient, inefficient because the kids are around. Right. To, to start the economy. I know if we're looking for simple things, look around and see what other people are trying. It seems to be working. Yeah, and I think uh, the the virus having taken hold in other places well before it became a U.S. issue, um, you know, we will have um, better uh, better evidence of what has been working in, in certain places in Europe and definitely in, in Asia uh, maybe we could look at South Korea or Hong Kong. Uh, well, you know, be... and the next thing I say is retail, because, listen, I can go up to Home Depot today and buy plants. Right. And stay six feet apart from people and do that. Why can't I go to Bed Bath & Beyond and exactly. stay six feet apart? Yeah, I think what some – Austria is one of those countries that's also being held out as a good example, and, and uh, what they're talking about is, is in two-week phases. You know, the first one is just as you're talking, get retail going, uh, but you have to wear a mask. You have to – if you're yeah, on transportation – Yeah, the public transportation, you must wear a mask. You must continue to keep your distance so they couldn't let the train cars fill up like they do in, uh, in a lot of the uh, urban areas, but – uh, I think where it differs from what you're talking about is one of the last things they're saying is allow bars and restaurants to open for business. It's like uh, six weeks out before <clears throat> they get to that step once they do start opening the economy back up. It's uh, We haven't heard anything, uh, at least I haven't, in the U.S. as to the plan, and I don't know that we're ready for it quite yet, but uh, I do think that it's interesting uh, to think about and, and probably something that we will see more of in the coming days. Um, as far as uh, businesses, we still have to get their cash flow going. And, Bill, that's what you're talking about. Maybe yeah. in the next week or so, that'll be the first step for real is to make sure that everyone can can cover the absolute expenses, you know, utilities, I'd like payments. See, uh, I'd like to see what this economy looks like. When the small businesses get these loans and when this $1,200 gets out into people's pockets. Yeah, you know, and, Dr. And, and then I think we can make some judgments. Right. I, How I, do I, people react to that? Yeah, I talked about it last week, and, and you know, what was interesting to me is the, the uh, current situation uh, when it comes to the consumer sentiment surveys doesn't seem to be bad. What is expected is... Uh, and this is this is evident in that polling as well. It's expected that the economy is going to get worse. Now, I did see a number this week. Uh, I forget the name of the the survey it was, but it actually showed 
the consumer seems a little more hopeful this week than they did last week that we could have uh, a, a pretty reasonable rebound in economic activity at least within a year. So, uh, you know, anytime you keep the consumer's sentiment high, I think that's what we wrote on, you know, in, in uh, 2019 to show us a 31.5% increase in stocks as, as well as, you know, companies giving back uh, cash to investors and whatnot. But uh, uh, the consumer was definitely the strong point in the economy. And Well, you know, hey, uh, let me give you just an anecdotal piece. I go up. Because I'm a gardener, and I go up to the Home seconds, Depot up Gene. here. I go up to the Home Depot here early in the morning, first people out there, take a look, and see if you got any new plants. They don't, I go home. If I do, I go in, and there's a mask there and all this sort of rot. It's 7.30 in the morning. The place is packed with construction, people buying stuff. Yeah, yeah. Consumers are definitely spending. I dealt with a guy this week as well who was saying the same thing. People are spending on their home. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. Enjoy it, guys. Thanks, Dr. Gene. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments, It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.